0: Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people twenty-one years of older who'd love beer and laughter. Oh, welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. It's been a while. Sitting in the hot tub this time. Carlos is working, so he couldn't get off to sit in the hot tub. But I found two guys to get off with me. We got uh, Ernesto. Hey, how are you? Yes. And Matt Sistos. How's it going? So both these guys work at Thistle Draft Shop. So kind of just give me a quick description of what you guys do there. Tell me the title and and how you found your way to Thistle Draft.
1: Uh, I'm the executive chef at Thistle Draft Shop. I basically run the kitchen um, and curate the food and just make sure that uh, everything is staying flowing with the food and being creative and coming up with new dishes and uh, making sure we are uh, working together as a team on a daily basis.
0: I'm glad you mentioned creativity. We're going to talk about that later in the show because there, there's some a lot of creative stuff coming out of that kitchen and uh, I want to highlight it here today. Matt, what, what's your role there in the kitchen?
2: I am one of the sous chefs in the kitchen. I'm basically... Uh, one of the one of Ernesto's right hand men. Uh, I oversee operations when he's not around and uh, also help him create new dishes and uh, do more basic things like ordering and making sure we have plenty of inventory.
0: Nice. All right, so guys, we're, we're here and there. These guys know their beer, so we're gonna go to Back Pew today. Uh, we're going back to Houston. We've been to Martin House in, in Fort Worth, we've been to, uh, was it Copperhead in Conroe? So we're going back to Houston area kind of the east side right so we're going to back pew. so back pew what we're starting with is their blue testament pilster so do you guys y'all guys know much about back pew at
1: all we did a beer dinner with them actually yeah oh right. nice so, okay so uh their beers are nice clean um i i really enjoy their beers actually very much um, i think they make really just consistent beers okay um, something i've noticed with them and uh they they seem to have very just clean crisp flavors so yeah one of their deals they're in the they're in the
0: back of a church right and so when i first found them i kind of like that theme that they had was the uh sinners versus saints line and the first thing that we're we're trying is the uh blue testament and that was in the saints line of them and so this is kind of like light easy drinking pilsner um First, we're getting off the nose of that. Anybody, speak up. It's a free-for-all here. Oh, a little breadiness, a little toasted uh, toasted bread. Toasted bread, yes. I get that. Kind of sweetness uh, of the corn there.
2: Yeah. Matt? The corn. It's real light and crisp. Definitely crushable.
0: Definitely crushable. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good entry-level beer, I think, those yeah. those guys said. Yeah. Uh, so after your first taste... That's that's
1: really good. Yeah, there's a lot of sweetness in that one. Yeah, it's really nice. It's it's definitely got a little sweetness in the front, kind of uh, a little bit of the hops or um, a little bitterness in the back, just a touch. Yes, nothing, nothing too much. Yeah, I agree. That
0: this is this is one of the first ones that I've had from and I'll be honest, like this one tastes a lot better than the first time that I had it. Yeah. Like first time that I had it, it was a little yeasty, a little cloudy, uh, but that was maybe gosh three four years ago. Uh, this one, this time, it's, it's, it's a lot more clean, a lot more crisp. Nice hot tub beer. Yeah, for sure. So, tell me a little bit about the, the Backview dinner. What was one of the, did y'all have Blue Testament there?
1: Uh, we did. Um, we actually, uh, so every beer dinner we try to come up with a theme as far as the food and the direction of what kind of cuisine we want to do. And uh, I think this one—I mean, it was quite a while ago—but if I can remember correctly, we did uh, kind of uh, Mexico theme. So we oh, nice. more of um, like uh, like Oaxacan style, and taking a little bit more of the, the the flavors you'd find in the heart of Mexico, not so much of what people in the United States know as Mexican food, you know. So um, we got actually. They gave us some blue corn that they used to make the beer. Okay. And we used that to make, uh, I want to say we made an arepa with it. So it was this blue corn arepa. We took the corn straight from the brewery and we made a dish out of that. And um, I mean, it was it was really cool to be able to, Take something that they actually use to put into the beer, and also create a dish with it, and pair it together with that beer that they use the same ingredients. Oh, with. that's what I was gonna ask. Is so the exact same corn that they're using for the beer? Exact same building? corn. Nice. So it was really, really cool to be able to do that. Um, and uh, it was a fun, fun dinner. I want to say that was like it was right in the beginning, and it was right where I feel like we we had our first few, and we we're getting our rhythm. And I want to say back few is really where we started. To, hit our stride and okay things the dinner started to become real fluid and we became like the dinners just started becoming a lot easier and um, I, I want to say it started with their di- their their beer nice yeah
0: nice what did you have a particular thing that stood out for you for
2: their their beer dinner Matt? Uh, I'm don't remember much of that beer dinner to be quite <laughs> honest <laughs> were you, were you a, sipping a, in the back? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just shinging. That's all he does. <laughs> <laughs> he just hangs out in the bag. He's a professional yeah, shipper? Yeah. I, just, yeah. I just sneak all the drinks. And- well,
1: we've done so many now that um, you f- almost forget sometimes who yes. and what. I mean, it's been, think, about two and a half years of just straight beer dinners, one after another. I can't remember. It's maybe more than 25. Um, it's been quite a bit. Yeah. And so, but that one did stand out to me, uh, especially being Mexican. Um, it was fun to be able to pull some of those um, flavors out from, your, like traditional Mexican cuisine, yeah. The mole's, the deep, deep bold flavors, and their beers just really went hand in hand with it at the time. It it worked out really, really well. I enjoyed that dinner very much. Okay,
0: so speaking of being Mexican, if I've only been able to convince Hispanic men to get in the hot tub with me. Is there a coincidence <laughs> here? We'll find out in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, nobody yeah, nobody else is. There's there's a bunch of other ladies that have uh, asked. Ladies that I work with. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they haven't, they haven't braved it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I invited them Sunday, but they said no. Oh. Uh, I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll, I'll talk. i talk. But I do. I like that beer. I like the sweetness of the beer. I, I the the appeal of the the theme of being in the back pew of a church, having the blue testament. To, to me, the theme was part of the appeal of that beer. Yeah. Uh, they had another one at that time, Seder Swill. Do you remember that one? Yes. So that was a Yeah, I'm a fan of box. Like, I, I like that one. I thought that one was really good. That's
1: one of my favorite beers of theirs, actually. Really? Seder Soul, yeah.
0: We're going to be missing. I couldn't find that one. Did they change the can? They changed the can. Okay, because so
1: I saw that, and I'm like, okay, this there's is There's a different. lot
0: more blue on the can. Right. It, it, it is a little bit more highlighted. So they, they seem to have get gotten away from that Saints versus Sinners theme. Yeah, that's what it appears. And so we're going to try some beers today that... If the beers are as complex as the names that they put into these beers, the beers are going to be amazing. Yeah. But the other two, this is the only one of the three that we're tasting today that I've had. The rest are going to be complete blind tastes. Have oh, you all had Tanuki? No. Okay. Have you had the pear and oatmeal style? Uh, No, I haven't. No? So, so Okay, so we're going to go into this completely blind on cool. these two new beers, which I think is going to be cool. So, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to cleanse the palate. So what I'm handing out here... Something very special, okay. It's the national beer of Texas, okay. A little bit of Lone Star beer. So, the first episode we did this as well, okay. Cleansed with with a little bit of Lone Star beer. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about is I got I got your choice of koozie. You could go uh, Trump Twenty Twenty. You could go Sparkly Texans or Eureka Heights. I take the Eureka Heights. You're going Eureka uh, Heights. Oh,
1: you know I'll take the Sparkly. Sparkly
0: Texans. Texan. Going Trump Twenty Twenty here. Uh we'll talk more about politics a little bit too, uh, <laughs> a little bit later in the podcast because I, I I think it, it's not going to be a good yeah. podcast unless we're decisive. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, so Lone Star beer was one of the ones that I remember as a kid. Just like something, it just kind of felt like home. You went back to it. It's still clean. It still kind of tastes the same way it did twenty years ago, right?
1: It sure so does. So what what is that beer for y'all? Water.
0: Wow <laughs> massive <and It>, water!
1: <laughs> it, it takes me back to my uh, early college years, um, and then my transition from college to my my professional career. Okay. Because uh, I was actually living in the Heights with some buddies off of Twenty Fourth and Ella, and um, it was our party house. It was three guys, three bachelors. Uh-huh. We all worked, but we would come back and have parties at the house and. I mean, I was crushing these Lone Stars left and right going to... Nice. Like the, and where it reminds me specifically of is Big Star Bar. If, have you ever been to Big Star I've Bar? I've never been to Big Star so Bar. So, it's like... Off of, I want to say it's like 18th Street in the in the Heights. Um, it's crazy because it's like all changed completely. Like, I drove past it the other day and it's like nice bars and little little restaurants. And, and before it was like a little dump area, you know? Wow. Uh-huh. Um, and I believe Big Star Bar is still there, but... Um, it was just kind of this like dive bar that, um, you know, was kind of in shambles a little bit. But it was it, it had a funny smell. The bar but the <laughs> nice. bartenders were awesome, and it was real dark. But we would always go there and just slam slam Lone Star. Slam Lone Star, S- 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 that's so what so it stars me of. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's
0: that's a good memory. Like and I. Your food, a lot of your food, and we've talked about this before, kind of brings you back to when I was a kid or different things that we saw mom or grandma make in the kitchen, yeah. right? Good beer, good food does that, right? Yeah. So what's, what's your, your first beer, Matt? What's the first memory? Uh, or, or like old school, before you even got into craft beer, what is it?
2: It's not a very good memory, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time uh, I got drunk at a camping trip.
1: Oh, oh, I've heard this story. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> and there was like this little store that was just right up the road. We are uh-huh. obviously in the middle of nowhere. Um, and all they sold was like the Straw <laughs> So, So you went Straw Burrito. Yeah. And I had like six or seven of them. And then just blew up red trunks everywhere. Nice. <laughs>
0: nice. Well, cool, man. That's, so that's cool. I, li- I like the Lone Star connection there. So we'll take a little break. Finished cleansing our palace. We're going to come back with a little bit more info on Back Pew and get into some of their deeper beers. All right, welcome back. Uh, I feel a little bit refreshed from the Lone Star there. So uh, I'm, I'm back ready to try the next one. So just a little bit about Back Pew, right? So we got Bobby Harrell. I may be saying that wrong. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure somebody will email in and correct me. But um, is, is the head brewer, the owner, and everything there? This guy's got a Ph.D. He's got his MBA, uh, all from Vanderbilt University there in Tennessee. So, like, he's got to – if the depth of the next two beers match the depth of the name, they're going to be amazing. Okay, um, so have have y'all we, we established y'all haven't tried the Tanuki IPA yet? Have y'all had it yet?
1: No, actually, I've never even heard of it.
0: Are you? I mean, you see i heard yeah. of it. No. Yeah. Okay, so this one is, is kind of interesting. So I did a little bit of research because I didn't know what the hell a Tanuki was, right? And, and I figured there had to be some reason for it. So this is a Japanese raccoon dog. You can Google it he's supposed to be like some mythical folklore in Japanese. Uh, it is Japanese folklore, obviously, because I said folklore. Um, but he's supposed to be mischievous. I don't I don't know if this beer's gonna be mischievous. So it's an IPA, right? But we got a low AB or uh, low IBU on the IPA. So a 35 IBU on the IPA, which is to me that's kinda low on an on an IPA. Yeah, for sure. Um but the alcohol is there. I think it's about 6.5%. So we're going to pour out a little bit, and let's see what it looks like. Pour is nice. It looks good. It's clean.
1: Clear, it does. Clear, clear. It is.
0: Clean, clear. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Kind of straw colored. Yep. Nothing too crazy. But I, I, have y'all had the Fracker IPA from Southern Star? Yes. Okay, so to me, just reading about this beer before we taste it, and I'll pass the can around if y'all want to look at that at all. So it it kind of reminds me in the description of what fracker is. And so me and me and Carlos had had fracker together. Low IBU, but there was a lot of hot flavor of tropical and citrus notes. I'm getting that here. I, I get a little almost coconut or pineapple off the top of that. Yeah, I get the pineapple for done. sure, yeah. Tropical. So, I think a lot of that is this, they're using the Kevik yeast on this one? I think that's right? That is supposed to produce a pineapple flavor. Have you have you heard of that yeast? Uh, it sounds familiar, yes. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kevik yeast used for pineapple flavor. Um, I don't know. Have you tasted it? Yeah. Okay. T- tell me I'm, your initial thoughts. I haven't gone yet.
1: It's almost, um, it's, it's, it's almost, I don't know how to explain it, like almost a little sour. A little sour? Okay. Um, yeah. It's almost a little sour. Uh, light resin. Uh, yeah. Very oh, yes. light resin.
2: Matt, what do you think? Like a little citrus, a little bitter.
0: There is, is citrus, a little bit of bitter. I mean, the, the resin is a good description, right? Yeah. It almost kind of coats your tongue. Yeah. It almost feels like there's a lot of hop oil in there. Right, right. Yes. I get that
2: more than anything, yeah.
0: But it's not super bitter like a typical IPA. Mm-mm, no. So, okay, so we had this conversation in the episode about fracker, <laughs> and I'll bounce this off of you guys, right? So, this the thought of an IPA with a low. IBU, International Bittering Units for those of y'all that are still catching up with us, right? So usually an IPA has something high, this one has something low but, it almost tastes like there's a bunch of citrus adjuncts in here, but it's not. It's the flavor of the hops. Right. So is this an IPA de- defined by the flavor of the hops instead of the bitterness? Or, I mean, that's just kind of an idea I had floated through my head. I don't know if it makes any sense, but you tell me what you think.
1: I guess if, in, in way you're trying to describe it, I would say, yeah, it's it's a flavor defined by the hops. That's yeah. I'm, that's I'm that's, yeah, that's how I'm finding it. That's yeah, that's how I'm um, finding it as well. I mean, especially with it's not very bitter. Um, it's not, but when it the finish, that resiny, it coats your mouth. It it lingers for a bit. It's it definitely does. lingering around. You can almost catch it in your teeth a little bit or something like that. Yes. Um, but it you, it feels like it's like you're saying, hot the hops and the oil just kind of hanging around. That's yes. what it feels like. I, mean.
0: I agree. Maybe that's why it's tanuki because it's mischievous. It's sneaking around in your mouth it's after you've sipped it. Maybe. I don't know. I do enjoy it's, it. And it is it's not bad. I you know, it's it's it, it's not gonna be at the top of my list. But yeah. but I but it's 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 not I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kick it out of bed. That's for sure. It yeah. can it could stay in bed with me. So, I don't know. Yeah. Have you had even even with the fracker? This is completely different than the fracker.
1: To yeah, me. I mean it's. Well, I had tried the fracker. I can't remember a few weeks ago, uh, and it does remind me of it for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just. I don't know. It's yeah. I agree. It's not my favorite, um, but it, it's not bad either. It's nice and clean. Um, light bitterness. Um, I, I kind of enjoy that little resiny bit, yes, you know. I, I, I guess it kind of like almost salty sour is kind of what I felt at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I continue to drink it, it's actually become more enjoyable.
0: It does. Yeah, yeah, it kind of grows on you. Yeah. It, we, there's, there's a couple of beers that I think, IPAs is one of that styles when I first started getting into craft beer that I wasn't super fired up about. And the more I learned, the more I went into it, it's, it's a style that that grew on me and I enjoyed. You For know, sure. yeah. So, if we're looking at way. styles Matt says you're the same way yeah, so I, what, what was your entry into craft beer and how did you get into IPAs
2: uh, so pretty much my entry into craft beer is when I started working at Thistle that's when I like really got exposed and uh, I pretty much stuck to what I liked and then I started experimenting more and then eventually got to IPAs Yeah. and at first it was a, a little bit of a struggle because I couldn't get into it just because that initial hoppiness is like really overpowering and then the more I tasted it the more uh those more those flavors come out more and like like you said like with this one uh as we drink it it becomes more enjoyable so the flavors balance out a little bit more
0: I agree with you and and the more you're the more you're educated the more uh hold on one second Okay, so now we're back and yeah, sorry about that. Bingo the brew dog kind of had uh we have some snacks. And and Bingo thought they were for him. So we had to we had to stop and uh and eliminate Bingo from because Bingo Bingo's 13 years old. He don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, Bingo's going to do what the fuck he wants to do. So but uh the the Tanuki beer, I overall we agree it's maybe not the favorite, but it's it's not bad. It kind of grows on you. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it grows on you. I mean, I already finished mine, so <laughs> I know. I
0: know. I was, I'm yeah. sipping slowly. I don't know whether I pour. I got a different style of glass. Maybe I poured myself Definitely more. A little bit easier of
1: it.
2: Every time I'm I'm
0: doing this with with Carlos, he accuses me of pouring more for myself. <laughs> so, going back to the uh, the Lone Star a little bit, just to kind of cleanse the palate, get ready for the next beer. So. Texas is kind of a conservative state, and Ernesto and I have had these conversations before. Ernesto's politics are a little bit more liberal than mine, but I wanted to bring this up, right? Because I think what we're losing today, of course, I don't know if this belongs on a beer podcast or not, is the ability to have discourse without pissing the other one off. Right. You know, and understanding that you believe one way and I believe another way, and it's okay. Yeah. And I still
1: yeah. love you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And you still look sexy in the hot tub
0: next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Insert awkward laugh. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, we're in times right now, and obviously there's some strong opinions about the world and the way things are and the way Aww. America's being ran or isn't or whatever. And, um, you know, I have a lot of family and friends that believe on one side or, like, the side and um i just think it's really important that people actually listen to one another and actually you don't have to get mad because they don't agree with exactly what you believe in absolutely you know you can have different ideas and you can stand for different things but at the end of the day you can still be friends
0: absolutely yeah i think that's one of the beautiful things about the country right is that that that's what we're supposed to be if everybody agreed
1: this wouldn't make any sense anymore, right? And I, it just—it just seems like right now, people are are using that now a little, a little bit more than as more as like, okay, well, this is how it has to be. I, either you, you're in or you're out. If you're not, then I'm not your friend. We right. can't be friends. And there's a lot of people, and it goes for both sides, Republican, Democrat, Liberals, Green, whatever you call it. Absolutely. Um, And it's just, uh, I think it's silly, and um, I've had some disagreements with friends, and we're still friends. And I've had disagreement with friends, and they don't want to be my friend anymore just because I don't believe in what they believe in, and I think that's... That's the stupidest shit in the world.
0: Absolutely, it is.
1: Uh, I think you and I had some conversations, and we didn't necessarily agree on the politics side of things. But here we are, sitting down in the hot tub, <laughs> half, half naked, having beers together. I mean, I'd yeah! Say I'd say we're pretty damn close. That's yeah, that's I mean. what it's about. But, that's what, absolutely.
0: I I think that's that's the fun of it. I and I think as. You know, in my profession and in, in, in any profession you're in, if you're going to have a leadership position, you don't want to be surrounded by yes men. You don't want to talk to people that agree with you all the time. Right. You you want to be challenged, right? So let, let me let me transition into this. So in the kitchen, as the executive chef and Matt as the sous chef, how has Matt challenged you and Matt, how have you learned from chef as far as the food and the creativity and how that process has gone in the physical draft shop to kitchen?
1: Um, you know, I'll I'll tell Matt to his face. He's, he's a, he's, he's very ADD and he's, he's very organized and he's more organized than I am. He's more organized than most people I know. Uh, it's, it's something I value. And because of that, it pushes me to want to be more organized. I see him come in and he. You know, he's a great chef and great cook. He, those things come along with the job. His his, his food is great, but, the, like, the organization part of it and the cleanliness, it's like you're reminded every day that this is what this guy wants to do, and I'm proud of that, and I want to make sure I make him proud as a chef to continue following those things. That's pretty cool. And so that's why I think him and I work together really well. Uh-huh. Um, cause he knows that I like it like that. And we both kind of see eye to eye on a lot of those things, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll be like, all right, man, like let's, 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 let's go ADD in the kitchen and just start like pulling things apart and cleaning and, 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 and it's more than just cleaning. It's about making it make sense. Mm-hmm. You can clean and it looks nice. But if in a rush, it's not in the right place, it can slow you down in a half a second, a second, make a difference. Yeah. And. That's the difference between him and a lot of other sous chefs I've worked with in the, in the past. He looks at it as this has to be in the right place and it has to make sense for us to actually work you know, efficiently. Mm-hmm. And, that, and it's pushed, I think, myself. It's pushed the other cooks. Um, and, it, and you need people like that in, in, in your workplace for sure.
0: Absolutely. Matt, so tell me about it. Like, from the creative side, like, do you have license not only with the cleanliness and organizing the kitchen? Like, I've seen you in there, like, on beer dinners, especially with your camera as well. So you're being creative not only on the food side, but on the artistic end of it as well. So kind of explain that to me, uh, your role and, and, you know, how that feels to be able to have that freedom.
2: Uh, I mean, it feels really good. I I think growing up, uh, my whole family has just been naturally... Artists, in a sense, we all have our own little niches. What we like to do: drawing, uh, cooking, whatever, etc. Um, but so I've always been like on more of the creative side. Uh, it feels really good to be in a kitchen like this, to where we have the freedom to to kind of do whatever we want. Because then I can just really push myself creatively uh, to try and find new flavors, trying to. Uh, experience new dishes and and so forth um I think Ernesto does a good job keeping me grounded on a lot of things because I tend to be a little ambitious at some times and (laughs) try to make things harder than they need to be (laughs) but um work smarter not harder right yeah uh so uh he's definitely helped me balance that aspect a lot as far as like seeing what is we're capable of and what um how to work efficiently in that aspect
0: that's cool yeah that's that's one thing you know and, and and i'm in a separate profession uh not to be named on a podcast right but the uh you know, as far as I've gone in my profession, I've always had like these group of like four or five old guys mm-hmm. that I can always call. Not that Ernesto is necessarily an old guy, right? Um, he will be soon. Yeah, he has I'm three kids. There. He's getting there. He's, tomorrow, he doesn't sleep actually.
1: as much. I'm turning as much. You're turning
0: thirty-seven tomorrow, yeah. son of a bitch. You are old. I know. Yeah, I, well, I got more the... gray hair than you do. Like, you just... do have more gray hair in your beard. <laughs> I, just, that's, that's, I don't know, but it's it's kind of sexy. So yeah. Yeah, Carlos and I were talking hey, about hey, dad hey, bods right. is the I new six pack. Yeah. Six feet. Six feet is, is, is normally the space that we have in the hot tub. It is nice, but uh, yeah, uh, I can admire his beard from afar.
1: Yeah. Matt, mean, don't
0: judge me, Matt. The sun's coming you.
1: in. Oh, yeah, it kind way.
0: of glistens. I don't know. Is there? Ernesto, for you, every hour is the golden hour. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh,
2: don't blow his ego up.
0: Here. Uh, <laughs>
1: hey, <laughs> keep him <them> coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to finish up some more low-star cleansing powder. We're coming back with the Perrin Oatmeal Stout. Uh, another one with a, a, a deep, deep uh, name pull. Uh, we'll talk about it, and uh, and we'll get going and finish up also with the Hot Tub Beer Ratings. Powder is clean. We're back. We're back. We're coming back the, with, the, with the last beer. Okay, so this is the... Perrin Oatmeal Stout. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but I don't know if anybody knows how to pronounce the name correctly. Outside of Aren't James, you an English
2: teacher? I, yeah. I am. an. Come on. You got mess a message. Maybe.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. I'm an incognito English
1: teacher. I messed it all okay. up. Okay. Oh, sorry, it's no.
0: all over. The podcast is fallen. It's this facade it's, is done. <laughs> <laughs> I messed it all up. So uh, I'm going to collect myself. So let's <laughs> <laughs> say we're done here. The the only guy that may be able to pronounce his name is uh, James Oliver Rigney Jr. Okay, because this guy wrote the book series. It's a fantasy book series called A Wheel of Time. Have you have you ever heard of a fantasy book series called A Wheel of Time?
1: It sounds familiar. It sounds familiar.
2: I've never read. It yeah. See,
0: not me. I've never heard of this. Of course, I I never was like a Dungeons and Dragons type of guy. This kind of seems what this is. So I'm wondering if. Old, uh, old. What's his face? Bobby, he is a uh, is a Dungeons and Dragons type of guy. Cause so this name is it is named after the blacksmith in this series. Big, burly, bearded. The guy has a. Uh, he's a nationality of Andorran. I don't know what that is. Oh. I, I'm assuming it's. I'm assuming it's a country that's in the fantasy novel. Okay. Like I'm going to describe him to you. <laughs> And maybe this, maybe this will turn you a little bit more on to the beer. Okay, so he has, uh, he's got brown hair, he's bearded, with gold eyes. Okay, uh, he is a blacksmith. He's strong, and his official title is the Wolf King. Impressed yet? I am. Oh, yeah. okay. You had me at beard. Oh, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, like You for a beard. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is an oatmeal stout. Meant to represent pairing the blacksmith, right? So smooth, silky, but strong. Okay. And really knows how to handle you. Um, <laughs> so we're looking at it's 25 IBU, 5.6 ABB, so maybe a little low for a stout. Uh, but the oatmeal stout there is to create it. It's a little bit more smooth, a little bit more silky than a regular stout. Um, if I'm, if I'm doing this correctly, which which I am because I'm a certified beer server under the Cicerone program. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> yeah. My certificate is hanging in the uh, Thistle Draft Shop kitchen. Or not kitchen, but the bar. As well as uh, my wife. Embroidered she it. She embroidered it on right. my Thistle Draft Shop shirt. That's Matt's. There's yours. There we go. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Not to... We, we, we got to make sure everybody gets the right glass so that uh, we don't spread the COVID. Um. So, here we go. Smells like a stout. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice, roasty, dark, yeah. chocolate flavors. It smells good. So, okay, so full disclosure of... to me, I've got a bias towards darker beers in the hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. I sure. don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, maybe that's why I like darker yeah. men in the hot tub with me, but I, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be good. I can tell I'm hoping. Here we go. Okay, initial thoughts. Anybody? It's uh real subtle. It is yeah, very subtle. Uh, nice it's,
2: word. It's not as bold as you would definitely think. Style, yeah. Correct. It's like it hits you like
1: right there. It's but not as, this uh, one as creamy as some of the mil stouts I've had. I yeah, there you go. There's a
0: creamy. Uh, yeah, I, I I think you're right. It doesn't feel creamy. It just feels like smooth and silky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it it almost has the mouthfeel of a porter. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does. You're okay, right. so like it it's not heavy at all. It, it's it's a crushable stout.
1: Is that is that a thing? I guess it could be. And, uh, could be. Today it is. <laughs> uh, in this, I, I think it's perfect for today. It's mm-hmm. like six, oh, absolutely! It's like sixty degrees out. The hot tub's nice and warm. Like you starting. Stout, you don't need something man. too heavy. In this, so.
0: No, I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. No, okay. So, not knowing Perrin personally, the uh, the golden eyed bearded blacksmith from I'd say he's kind of a bitch, from from. Yeah, from a, a, you think he's a bitch? Yeah. Yeah.
2: The description kind
0: of uh, doesn't match the. Flavor. So, a scale of 1 to 10, your confidence of kicking Perrin's ass? Oh, 10 for sure. 10? Or Nesso's at a 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt? I'd say 11. He's he's at 11. Matt's, Matt's extremely confident. It's because he's so young. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. He's There's a little bit of naivety there. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to say 7 uh, as far as kicking Perrin's ass. But as far as tasting his beer and rubbing his beard,
1: uh, I, I, I think – I, I, I'm going to 10 on that. You That's... know, I just, you definitely, Perrin definitely trims his beard and keeps it clean. Let's just say that. <laughs> he does,
0: uh, yes. Tasting this stout, Perrin his trims his brand. beard and keeps it clean. Yeah, this isn't it, this isn't an out-of-control beard. This is this is a well-manicured, uh, burly man. He's strong. Hold on, let me taste this.
1: <laughs> strong yet
0: sensitive, I would say. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. and that describes his stout perfectly. Yes. Strong yet sensitive. Yes. Okay.
1: It's a good... It's
0: good. I like it. It is good. There's a little bit of sweetness there. Kind of like yeah. chocolate on the back end of your yeah. tongue. Like it... it, it like,
1: yeah. Little, you you like can see... Like a sit. little dark chocolate coffee. Like you just took nice. a sip of coffee or something like that. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, nice toasted notes. Uh, good malt. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. I'm down with it. Yeah. I'm down with it. Nice job, Perrin. I know. So, okay. So, if we're going... If we're sticking with the Sinners and Saints profile... Tanuki and this Perrin didn't really go with that pull fraud. They kind of went off the rails with these on the backstory, right? Yeah. Um, which I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing for them. I guess, you know, time will tell. But Tanuki, is he a sinner or a saint? He's a sinner. He's a sinner? Yeah. Okay, why?
1: Just, uh, you can tell, he's a little sneaky.
0: Ah, he's a little sneaky. He's, a little he's little mischievous. He's uh-huh.
1: mischievous. He's over there. Uh, you don't know what I'm going to do. I might be a little bitter here. and I might not, you know. Uh, Low ABV, it's not too high as far as uh, a lot of IPAs, but I'm sure it'll catch up to you because, uh, you know, like we were saying, after a little bit, it started to become a lot more enjoyable. And no. then, oh,
0: good call. He's you
1: know, sneaking up on you. Look at that.
0: And, Matt, Tanuki, center or saint?
2: Uh, I'd say he's definitely a little bit more on the center side, but a little bit more in between. A little bit more in between? Yeah. He's crossing the he, – he's got his uh, leg across the fence? Mm-hmm. Okay. He uh He – He's a hard worker and spends all day in the shop, but he won't hesitate to knock you the fuck out.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh Tanuki's a little aggressive here. Okay, so now Perrin. is Perrin a sinner or a saint?
2: Perrin? Yeah. Uh he's a little bit on the center side. He's a center side? No, oh, he's a saint. He's a saint?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, I think I think the dark edge, he makes you he wants you to believe he's a sinner. But as Corey's a saint, yeah, that's what I think.
1: I agree. You're like, well, this is yeah. going to be a big beer here, and then all of a sudden you open it up, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's not.
0: Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's still really nice, good, well rounded. I think, but he's a nice guy. This
0: this might be good. As I wonder if they've ever done a barrel aged version of this. Mm. That might be kind of cool, huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think that'd be nice.
0: The, uh, the bourbon flavors attached to this, and, and with as, as light and as smooth as it is. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can taste that being very good.
1: I like that. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those those stouts, like you said, borderline border almost kind of yes. feel. But something you can have almost all year round.
0: Good call. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Like, a year round stout. Like,
1: I mean, it, it's just, you could have it in the summer on a nice cool night and be great not only a
0: hot tub beer but a poolside beer yeah nice yeah so. nice evening on the beach you got your feet kicked up yeah. you just want to curl up with Perrin. i like it <laughs> mm. he's growing on me he's growing on me all right so we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and rate these beers now guys so on hot tub beers we're gonna give them one to four stars because we want to be different than everybody else. Yeah. Okay. So one to four stars. And so once you start thinking about that, take a sip of the Lone Star, kind of clear your mind, and we'll come back with our ratings. We're back for the waiting. Rating. Excuse me. Not waiting. Matt uh, Matt wanted me to wait. He did. I don't know why.
2: I wanted
0: to see the beers again. Oh, they're all, they're all right here. So we got, okay, we went back to you first, okay, Tanuki second. These are all back pew, but okay. Well, back thank you, sir. I, I apologize. Back pew, blue <laughs> testament first. Uh, tanuki second. And then the pear and oatmeal stout third. So, scale of one to four. Back pew, blue
1: pilsner. I'll give it a four. You get a four? I like it. Like it? Yeah, it's a good, easy, good, does well. There. It is, yeah, Matt, yeah. what do you get? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I like to it, definitely.
2: I'd sit there out, you know, barbecuing or. By the poolside all day long, just crushing those. Yeah, I, I, easy.
0: I agree. I, I'll say four plus, like, or not, not four plus, because four is my top, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna go back off a little bit. i will say three and a half. And the only reason I'm saying three and a half is just because I like darker beers in the hot tub, but that's just me. That's personal preference, right? But I think you mentioned when you hit the nail on the head. There is the the blue corn and the Texas steel. Like I, I don't know. I, I'm partial to Texas. Yeah. And 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 I think it's. A, a, the fact that it's locally sourced blue corn, you can taste that blue corn in there. This beer has taken a journey. This is not the same beer that I had when I first started it. It has gotten a lot better. Um, I really enjoyed that one, man. That was that was good.
1: Yeah, that was a good beer. Yeah. Um,
0: all right, so next one, we're going Tanuki IPA, hot tub beer one to four. What are we doing on that one?
1: Uh, I think I'm looking at a two and a half, personally. Two and a half for Tanuki. I, I I enjoyed it as I continued to drink it. Um, but it, it just, uh, it's not really my type of IPA, I guess, but it was a good one. Um, I enjoyed the resin in it, um, the resin flavor that I got out of it. Yes. Uh, I do like the low IBU in it, um, but uh, just, i give it two and a half. Two and a half. Matt?
2: Uh, I'd probably give it like a three. Uh, okay. The more I drink IPAs, the more I like that hoppy <laughs> flavor and those more distinct tones. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of lacking in that, I feel like. But I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely offer it to people who are like more in- introduced, like introducing them to IPAs. Maybe. Oh, that's a good point, yeah, right? I, yeah, that's a really good it's point. It's not as harsh as some are, so it's like not going to stray them away as much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, yeah, I'll, I'll land in between you. I'm going to go 275, right? So I, I think it is I think it is really good, but I think you made a good point. So it's like it's a different type of IPA. This isn't the type of IPA where the bitterness is supposed to split your tongue in half, right? right. It, there's there's a lot of flavors from there, and I and I appreciate that. But it 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 is new to me, but I think it's growing on me. Um, this is the second one that I've had that's kind of like that a low IBU IPA, but uh, yeah, two point seven five is growing on me. Ask me again another month, I may go up a quarter. I don't know, but uh, it's 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 pretty good. Yeah. So the last one, Perrin, Perrin, my old friend. Perrin. From ten minutes ago.
1: I liked it. I gave it a four. I you gave it a four? One. I did. Lo- no, 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 no. Let me take that back. Okay, okay, uh, okay. No, 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 no. It was good. It was good. Not what I guess because it wasn't what I was expecting initially, mm-hmm. I would
0: say three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. yeah. So, so Perrin felt good in your mouth is what you're saying. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was good.
2: Okay. <laughs> and, and Matt? Uh, I'd give you like a 2.5. A I'm, 2.5? I like... Stouts as well, heavy drinks. Um, I like that more distinct flavor. It wasn't a bad stout. It was just kind of lacking in some of the flavors I like in stout.
0: I, and and I get that. Yeah, It was a little bit of a different stout. Like, we already talked about, like, it was almost like a... Porter mouthfeel for a right, stout. Right. It's almost a crushable stout if there is such a thing. Maybe we just created something. Yeah. Right? This for is. They, uh, did, uh, they did, actually. They did, actually. But we put the label to it, so I'm going to go ahead and, and market that. Hashtag crushable stout. Uh, Perrin, uh, with his luscious beard and his golden eyes, has kind of drawn me in and, and made me fall in love in a little bit. Uh, I, I like it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go three and a half as well I, I this is something that i would sit back um uh, but you made a made a good mention earlier in and so it's like it's a year-round stout i think i think this is good in the hot tub i think it's good by the pool i think it's good while you're sitting in the pool in the summer i, I think that's that's a really nice one um and so that wraps it up for the back pew episode, guys. Uh, go visit back pew. Like we say every time, everybody's taste buds are different. This is just our opinion, um, and so we hope you patronize them. Hope you enjoy them. Uh, follow these guys on uh, on Instagram. You got Ernesto Villarreal. You got Matt Sistos. These guys are on Instagram posting their stuff. They're creating food. They're creating uh, videos and pictures and art constantly. And visit Thistle Draft Shop. Come eat these guys' food. Um, we'll talk more. Uh, Look for more upcoming episodes, and until next time,
1: see you later. See you later. Bye.